Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. And here's uh, a ninja secret. I don't know if you're going to share this, Manny, but something we've, we've done in the past when we're doing research. Your attention, please. 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 Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AM PM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. As a matter of fact, I was just trying to think about what I was going to say for the as a matter of fact section. And while I was thinking about the as a matter of fact I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So guys, it is Thursday Q&A, and I am here as always with my awesome buddy and co-host, Guillermo Puyol. What's up with you, man? You know, it's been one of those crazy, crazy weeks. We've been working on all the software and trying to get things all scheduled and ready. And, um, you know, this is kind of a nice little break of, you know, from it all, these Q&As. It's been crazy for sure. <laughs> I'm excited for these. So we, as always, guys, if you've never listened to our Q&As, there's two questions. We kind of jump in and jump out and make these short. So uh, let's get started, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I didn't trick you this time. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting for you, man. Ah, uh, you knew there was a there's the Gee question, Manny's yep. question to Gee. For those of you that do not know this as well, there's always two questions, personal questions, typically very personal questions for Gee, from yours personally. So, all right, Gee. <laughs> First question. You haven't heard this one before. I'm sure it's quite made up. Ready? I don't know. Go, go for it. Here we go. Do you think Zac Efron is really nice in real life, or does he just walk around with his abs out telling people to go fetch him vegetables? <laughs> um, I would imagine that he's so great, man. I mean, a guy that good looking has to be fantastic. Oh, you're so nice, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. Hopefully, that's what you were looking for. Yeah, go fetch me I a see, tomato. If I, if I say he's a jerk and he <laughs> happens to listen to the AMPM podcast, he'll probably kick my ass. So, oh man, yeah. All right, enough of the serious questions. Let's get into these Q and A's, shall we? All right, yeah. So I have one from uh, this one came from the from our Facebook group. Okay. Anna Schneider posted, "Hi, Manny. My name is Anna." I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago. It's really helpful. Thanks a lot. I'm placing my first order with a supplier from China, and I am having few disagreements with them. As it is our first order, the quantity is low, 500 units, but we have two different sizes and five different colors, so it means 10 different F and SKUs. And they want to charge me a lot for it because they said they needed to print 1,000 stickers for each barcode. 
What would be your position on this? Do you think in this case it would be better to send Amazon to label it for me? About the supplier, is it normal this kind of charge for barcodes? Thank you very much. Okay. That's interesting. I've never been in that situation, to be honest, where I have 500 units, but there's 10 products. Okay, right? There was two uh, two different sizes, five different colors. So 10 products. So that's really only 50 units um, per barcode, right? So you have to do barcodes for, for all these products. But honestly, barcodes aren't that expensive to print up. You know, I, I mean, you can go to Amazon and you can do that and they can they can label that FN SKUs for you for 20 cents each. But that seems like a lot, right? I mean, you can get in China. I imagine that they can, they can get all these uh, these these barcode labels, these stickers on a printer, and you can get these things for cents, right? Probably five cents, four cents each. Um, I know here um, when I do it with my guys in China, um, it's less than three cents. So I don't understand why they would be charging you so much unless uh, I don't know what would they be doing. They just they have to do a large run. They can't. They're not willing to do like a, just a small printer run. What are you thinking? Yeah, uh, I'm thinking they, they have to do everything uh, at large scale. So it's going to be a hassle for them. And it's probably a way to discourage people from ordering smaller quantities. So they just put that 1,000 sticker minimum. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't see any technical limitations other than the fact that it's going to be a hassle for them to do it. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. We're talking about... 500 units. So even if you sent it to Amazon and just had them do it, you're talking about a $100 cost, right? It's not that much. So it's almost not worth the extra time it would take, for example, to find a a printer in China, which you could do, which could print these things up and they could send them over to um, your factory and then they would just apply them. It, It gets to that point on such low volume where the scale of things just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, to save $100, I mean, that's the way I look at it. What do you think about, and this diverting a little from the question, but what do you think about her starting out with 10 different variations? Is that something you would recommend? No, I, that is not something I would recommend. If this is her first product, let me see. She said uh, she was just starting to listen to podcasts and it's her first order, right? So that's, it's difficult. I mean, I mean the good thing is she said there are variations. So at mm-hmm. least if she's getting reviews on one product, or one of the SKUs, um, the reviews will show up under all of the, the products. So all 10 of them will have that cumulative effect. But it's such a small number of, of units that she's going to run out very quickly. Maybe she doesn't know which of the units actually sells. I mean, that's where really good um, research software will come in. And, and I assume if you, you know, you've done the research on this product. And uh, if you have, you probably should have dropped down to maybe two or three very specific colors and sizes that are are popular and then went right. af- you know went after those and then from there as you grow then you can expand out to cover maybe the smaller volume variations that's what i would have done yeah and here's uh, a ninja secret i don't know if you're gonna share this manny but something we've we've done in the past when we're doing research is dig through the reviews if you're looking at the reviews the review app will, will actually tell you which variation the review is for and if there's a good number of reviews, you're quickly going to be able to figure out which one are the more common variations. Yeah. So that's that's going to narrow it down a lot for you. Yeah. Thank you for giving away that secret, Guy. Good <laughs> job. Well, somebody, and I'm not going to say their name, but I know you're listening, Bertie. 
Uh, said that <laughs> said that I'm too secretive. So here you go. There's a secret. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Just to clarify, in case you don't know, go down to the reviews. And what I normally do is I work the things from newest to oldest. And then just very quickly just go through and it tells you. You know, if you're looking at shirts, it'll say the size and the color of the shirt of that variation. And then if you're just scrolling through really quick, I mean, you can be, you can mark them down. You can tabulate it to get exact the exact number out of like the, you know, the last 100 orders, let's say. And you will have a very clear picture as to what size and what color variation is selling the most. Now, Gee, let me say, it can be a little bit skewed uh, slightly because the way Amazon lists specific things, especially like when you're using uh, shirts by merch by Amazon or something like that, they'll list things by which one is selling the most, right? So if the black shirt, the male black shirt, let's say extra large is selling the most, that's the picture that they'll show. So if they're showing that image, it's more likely that that image will um, you know, the clicks that come in through the image would potentially buy that that size. I don't think it's a big variation, but it's something to consider. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, I, I stand corrected. It wasn't Birdie who said that. It was Birdfly. Ah, Birdfly. Birdfly is one of our regulars on the Periscope. Which, by the way, guys, if you are not coming there to listen to myself, and Guy is almost on every uh, every episode as well as a support system. He's answering questions. Check it out. It's video. It's live. You can interact, and we do it daily. Just go to Periscope and search for Manny Coates, and then start following me. Good deal. All right, so that wraps up that first question. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'm assuming you probably have another one for me. I do have another one for you. So you're too smart to forget. That's of the thing. Course. All right, here we go. Gee, what's up? Would you rather lose your hearing for one month or your internet connection for a month? And we're talking about global internet loss. You can't go anywhere. There's no internet for a month or no hearing. Complete silence for a month. <laughs> you say global internet loss. So does everybody uh, no, no, lose no. internet or only I? Only you. Like you are just blocked from oh, having God. any kind of connection. The world, <laughs> the world moves on. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to answer this one, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I think we know the answer if you're embarrassed. <laughs> if, it, if it's only for a month, I would have to say I would probably have to lose my human. man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do revolves around the internet. Um, so losing the internet for a month where everybody else still has internet, I'll be pretty bad. But... Your, I don't know. I'm not, poor, I'm not taking my hearing for granted. Your poor babies, like daddy, like I can't hear you. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm on the internet. <laughs> Just get on Skype. Text me. <laughs> Text you. All right, good. Let's uh, let's go to question number two. So we have uh, a voicemail. So we'll go ahead and and play it. And this was actually posted on our website. If you wanna leave us a voicemail, you can go to ampmpodcast.com and you can click on the right where it says ask Manny a question and we'll be able to answer on the show. Cool, cool. So here it goes. Hi Manny and Guillermo. I have a product expansion question. Uh, I've been selling for the last three years in a highly competitive market and a 50% profit margin. Um, Probably been the most expensive one there. My question is, uh, let's say it's a grill, grill gloves, very saturated market, highly competitive, but selling really well. To expand the product line, most of the products seems to be saturated. 
like say the meat thermometer, barbecue tools, grill mats. Is it worthwhile expanding that product line or shall I move on to something different um, altogether? That's my question. Thank you very much. Okay, great question. All right. So, Gee, I think you're going to have to help me with this one. But so the guy gets a 50% profit margin. Okay. Um, he's in a very crowded market. I'm just kind of doing, going over the facts here. He has the most expensive product and he's selling well. Like you said, he's selling really well. But it's, a, it's an overcrowded market. And he wants to know if he should expand into that, that niche, that brand, expand the brand. But it's also very saturated with the other products he wants to get into, that product line. And he's curious whether he should jump into it, right? So right. I would say, based on what he's telling us, that he's already in a very crowded market. And he's doing really well. And he's doing really well with the most expensive product out of everybody, right? That's what he said. That he's figured something out. He's got some really good perceived value with his product, whether it's the packaging, the product itself, because he, you know, he retooled it or did whatever he did with it and it's awesome, or his images. Something is going on that's getting people to buy his product over the others. So that said, I would say if he's got that magic, you know, he's got the the special sauce there, why not jump into expanding that market into a, a related product? and just use the same stuff that you did with the last one to to dominate the current market because I get it you shouldn't jump into a super saturated market but at the same time I've also said it the super saturated market has a thousand people all selling the exact same thing then you can go in there with something unique and very specific and you can um, you can dominate and we just if you listen to the uh, the podcast episode we just did where where I interviewed Kevin King he talks about that specifically where his product is like twice the cost of everything else and it's a very saturated market and he's not the top seller but he crushes it you know and that guy's on pace to do over two million dollars a year yeah i think it's very important that he figures out what it is uh that separates his product from the pack and if he can definitely pinpoint what he's doing different then he can just replicate that in the next product that he chooses I don't think there's any hard rules when it comes to what markets uh, you should or should not get to. It just depends on how creative you can be, uh, what kind of inventory you can float. If it's a really, really high selling product, uh, there's going to be a lot of units. It might be, it might not be worth your effort if you cannot afford to have a large uh large inventory because any efforts on ranking are going to be um, nullified by you running out of inventory frequently. But if you have considered all those things and it seems like since you're already successful in in that market, then go for it. Yeah. And I don't think his concern is having too many sales and running out of inventory. His is more like it's super crowded. Am I going to be wasting my money by getting all this inventory and then I can't move it? So... Yeah, I, I think I think we're on the same page though. He just to uh, yeah replicate and go and see what happens. But you know he also has to do the research. Uh, just because you're in one product, you know if you're selling um, you know product A and then product B is a totally different product in the same in the same niche, um, product B might be completely way way more difficult to sell um, relative to your competition than product A. So it, it's not always 
a perfect transition from in the same niche from one product to an <clears throat> excuse me to another you have to still look at the you still got to do the research and see who else is, is selling in there because the same people won't be selling both products you're going to have people that only concentrate or sellers that only concentrate on one specific product so it could be a whole different set of of sellers and they could be playing a whole different game they're on a different level right in terms of sellers so look at the whole thing and then and decide i know it's a little vague yeah. to answer but that's it's what it is <laughs> with the with the information we have i guess the the best we can do right yeah i agree all right so cool. that was it our two questions whoa, whoa, whoa. i actually have a another a third bonus question for you manny three wait we only do two you yeah do it's <laughs> trust me this, this is a good one you want to listen to it oh it's a voicemail okay yeah all yep. right all right so here i'm, I'm gonna play and let me know let me know your thoughts okay cool Hey Manny, it's Dave. I was wondering, are you single and ready to mingle? <laughs> single and ready to mingle. Come on. There you have it, man. Who's Dave? Is that you? <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> you cannot uh, uh, prove that. So, nope, that's uh, not me. And the answer to that, I might. I have to answer the question, right? No, I am not single. But yes, I'm ready to mingle in terms of uh, other stuff, hanging out having a good time but yeah <laughs> that was funny all right guys yeah. so that'll conclude our three question q a for the first time in a while or ever i i would think um if you guys have any more questions as Guy had mentioned earlier go to ampmpodcast.com and you can leave a text or voice message we would love that also from the site make sure you click on our facebook group link and uh join us over at amazon fba high rollers it's a private group, but we will get you some access there to where you can hang out with Guy and myself and all the other awesome podcast listeners. And of course, I already mentioned, make sure you follow me on Periscope. Uh, follow me at Manny Coates, and um, you'll be notified every time we do a daily FBA video on there. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure, and I hope you tune in the next time. Yep. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.